Hello, I'm Livy, and welcome to my very first podcast with Livy. Each week, I sit down with my incredible guests to find out about their journey of growing their personal brands online, exploring their human design, some of the challenges and standout moments that define who they've become today. I've honestly loved sitting down with each guest and have learned so much. I leave each episode just feeling full of ideas, inspiration, and motivation. I really hope you enjoy listening to this first series. Here's a snippet of what's to come. Don't get carried away with perfectionism because that's going to control your creative process and it's going to like impact how much impact you can have. For me, it's really supporting women to see themselves, like really see themselves and really allow that you know, truth and expression to come through because that impacts you know, who we are in our business. There's a power in, I think, keeping things niche. Something that might seem really niche, especially in today's world, like that has the power often to cut through the noise. You know, if you can nurture a small community of people, you can make a very successful business. The number one is like you, like the real you. And the more like unfiltered and expressive and maybe even polarizing you are, like the better, because uh, you're not for everyone and you don't want to be, trust me. Having and running a business and a brand is the most powerful personal development program you could ever put yourself on because it shines the light on all your shadows. It was literally like alchemy. I was able to transform my shame into healing, into vulnerability, into sales. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Today's guest is Vienda Maria. She's one of my dear friends who I've met online and someone I really admire in the mentoring coaching world. She's a manifesting generator and so obviously doesn't like to be boxed in in terms of descriptions of her work, but in her own words, describes herself as a women's personal growth educator. She helps educate women in all sorts of areas of personal growth with her background in psychology and lots of years of experience. She's also a poet, a writer and an artist. I think you're going to love this episode where we dive deep into Vienda's journey of growing her personal brand, which started out as a blog many years ago. We talked about her entry into the mentoring world, how she's managed to transform her own shame into healing, vulnerability, and then into sales. She is truly an inspiration to many and has built such a beautiful community online. We also chat about the desire to be seen and invitation to see where you're withholding things. We cover her experience as a 3-5 profile and share some valuable reminders for anyone who's in the process of pivoting in their online business. There's so much more. I really hope you enjoy listening. So welcome, Vienda. So lovely to have you here. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. It's such an honor. Um, do you want to introduce yourself to the listeners for anyone who doesn't know you and your amazing work? Sure, I'd love to. Well, let me start because this is a um, human design cross branding podcast with my human design, which yes. is manifesting generator with a profile line of three five. And so we don't like to be boxed into like a specific <laughs> thing. <laughs> let me begin there. Yeah, so, perfect mean, way to start. <laughs> I to make it really, really easy. And for people who don't understand the online cosmic world, I often just say I'm a women's personal growth educator. Mm. And they're like, okay, that make that means something. Yes, yes. <laughs> and so it's a really easy umbrella term that I use to introduce myself, which is true. 
I help educate women in all sorts of areas of personal growth. I have a psychology background. It's what's got me into this world and into this work. And I'm completely fascinated by the way that we think and we feel and our conditioning and our interpretation of life and our perceptions all influence the experience that we have and also how we can take responsibility for all those areas and transform them in so many different ways. So that's kind of my thing. But then I'm also like a poet and a writer and an oh. artist and all of these other things because that's what lights me up. That's what keeps me excited about life. Yes. Oh, I love that. It's such a nice way to yeah open the conversation because I think you give people permission not to box themselves in and to um, yeah, just follow whatever lights them up and incorporate that into their teachings, their world, their offering. And um, yeah, you do it with such grace as well. So um, yeah, amazing, amazing. So let's start off from the beginning. Like how did you mentioned you had a, a background in psychology? Do you want to tell us a little bit about like your journey, your kind of brand story or founder's story? Yeah, I'd love to. So I mean, I studied psychology, and if I'm completely honest, I studied psychology because I had a really difficult, challenging childhood, and I wanted to understand what happened. And I think most people who study psychology, if they're really honest with themselves, they'll admit that that's part of the driving force is like this desire to understand themselves and the people around them and things like that for a reason. And I loved it. I loved my entire degree. I loved everything I was learning. And I got to a point, you know, I was invited to do my PhD so I could become a psychologist and I got to this point where I was like I love all of this but I feel like something is missing and it's actually it took me a few years after I finished my studies to realize that what that piece that I felt was missing was the somatic embodiment like connection to body piece because we're not just all in our heads all of this cellular all of this information all of our conditioning lives on a cellular level in our bodies and if we don't incorporate the two then we're only addressing one half and and I, did, I didn't know that at the time because nobody was teaching that so I went off on a completely different journey ended up working for um sort of like a subculture underground psychedelic trance music festivals all around the, <laughs> all around the world I didn't know that about you oh my gosh yeah. I love that yeah. and, and started um experimenting with psychedelics and things like that so the psychology piece continued to be there but I wanted to understand it from another perspective and I discovered this is where I'd kind of discovered the somatic bit like the the trance-like state you go into when you're dancing for many many hours mm. in combination with psychedelics and things like that mm -hmm. is then really transformative if you also have the intellectual psychology understanding of how these cognitions and neurotransmissions neuro and things like that work. And so that was really, really transformative for me. Wow. Exhausting as well, because working for music festivals and taking lots of drugs and not sleeping much is exhausting. It's great when you're <laughs> yeah. in the 20s, but also exhausting. <laughs> so after like five, six years, I was like, okay, like, I think it's time for me to transition out of this career. <laughs> 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 which was a lot of fun and it, and it gave me so much insight into humans mm. and at the time it was like 2011 2012 blogging was a thing and I used to what I used to do 
because I travel all around the world to to work at these festivals and I'd meet a lot of people and I used to do this thing where I'd collect people's email addresses and once a month I'd send out this like mass group email just telling stories of my travels and the things I experienced and the things I'd seen it's like the original newsletter before I knew what a newsletter was wow and people kept writing to me and being like you're such a good writer you should start a blog blah 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 and I was like I'm a hippie I don't do the internet (laughs) it's evil (laughs) I was like fully in the in the nature vibes at the time Mm. but eventually probably like a a year after a few people said that to me I did I started a blog and um, that's basically the beginning of my brand so I started just by writing and one day someone a woman who'd been reading my writing for a while for probably a year emailed me and was like I'm going through this really difficult time like I'm on these crossroads in my life would you get on a call with me and talk me through it and I was like oh that's really weird really (laughs) and I had never heard of the coaching industry yet at this point I don't know I think my head was in the sand or like I was just such a hippie that I just didn't know what was happening but it was already happening what year was this like 2012 okay okay yeah (laughs) I mean yeah and not not I guess in the same way that is now but still yeah yeah well in the in the states it was already a thing not like how it is now but and so I agreed and I remember being really, really nervous because I'd never done this before. Even though I'd studied psychology and I did a whole year of like practical counseling sessions as part of my degree, but like I didn't put the two together. And I got in this call and I realized that it was like like a counseling session, like I, what I'd been trained to do at university mm. for years. And I was like, oh, wow, okay, this is interesting. Mm. And um, after that call, I was like, maybe I could do more of this and get people to pay me for it oh yeah and I set up my first like what we call now a sales page (laughs) but it's basically like it was just I think it was a blog post where I was like hey so I'm gonna do this thing and like at the time I don't know it was so cheap and so like yes yes that was kind of the beginnings and then since then it's just evolved and grown and and flourished Mm. in all different ways amazing oh my gosh I love 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 that story (laughs) yes it's full of like adventure and just you've got um we've probably spoken about this before but you know you have the wanderer in your human design chart Mm -hmm. which is like that energy of just like pure curiosity and anyone that I meet who's ever got it is just like traveled and doesn't like being kind of in one place they love to go see and explore and just they collect these stories which yeah. sounds like exactly what you were doing like collecting stories and then sharing them um um yeah absolutely absolutely amazing I love it and so um what parts of your like of your business light you up the the most now what's the kind of you in your flow in your zone of genius is it the writing is it it's a combination of things one of my absolute favorite parts is teaching classes like live classes mm-hmm. every time I teach a live class I'm so excited and happy afterwards yes so that's like right at the top of my my favorite things I prefer it to one-on-one sessions which I did for a long time that used to be my main income now now courses and and mm-hmm. live programs are and then writing I would say writing those like right next to each other because it's a very different kind of energy like teaching is an out 
outward energy and then writing feels like an inward energy mm-hmm. for me because I'm sort of tuning in and, and pulling the gold out from within me whereas um, when I'm teaching I'm really engaging with who's in front of me um, mm-hmm. and then I actually really enjoy the creative parts of marketing like I enjoy marketing and sales because it pushes me to be more mm-hmm. creative to be more inquisitive to be curious to test different things out and I guess that's like the experimental part of me like I like experimenting with things so being given permission to do that all the time is kind of fun for me even though it's challenging and and even though you know sometimes we quote-unquote fail like doesn't always work but that's Mm. part of the process and it kind of keeps me engaged Mm, yeah what would you say to somebody who's like struggling with that because I think as you know practitioners coaches um service providers growing their business online mm-hmm. um it's it, like the like keeping up with marketing the changing trends like is quite um something you know mm-hmm. it's not straightforward and it's changed so much over the years from what you were oh saying like from a simple like, yeah like a blog or an email newsletter like even that has just evolved you know I've just recorded a reel right now this morning I just think gosh even when I started a few years ago like that just wasn't even a thing and yeah so what would you say to anyone who's kind of like struggling to find their own sense of self or um trying to find their own voice um because I see you as like a like a pure creative role model you know you have that energy in your design and you just it's just very um inspiring and innovative in the way that you put you don't like necessarily follow the um Friends. yeah yeah just like I feel like you're very innovative and very individual so mm-hmm. what like that can be so inspiring for people what would you say to people who are maybe struggling with that of finding their voice and finding their flow and I would say don't ever expect anything you create to be perfect mm. as soon as you give up on perfection and instead do what really feels fun in the moment that changes things a lot And then you also see, like, I pay attention not to trends, but to engagement. So Mm -hmm. what are people responding to of the things that I'm enjoying creating? And then I create more of those rather than um, following trends or following what other people are doing. And I guess I just give myself permission to be in that curious, experimented place all the time because my experience especially the last few years is that you never arrive you never arrive at that like I found the perfect marketing thing sometimes I hit it like sometimes I hit the nail on the head for like a month or two and I'm like yes I'm nailing it and then it's changed again it's gone and so and then I need to like go back to the experimental phase and try and test and you know I basically only maybe a month ago was like okay fine I'm doing this real thing but I'm doing it my way none of this bullshit pointing at the words that stuff like that's just embarrassing (laughs) (laughs) yes that's so refreshing yeah and because it, it looks awkward I think when you're not like yeah when you're not enjoying it like it looks forced it looks awkward so yeah finding your own yeah realizing that there's no you're 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 never going to arrive it's not going to be perfect but just to to give it a go yeah and I think also like I think when we're at the beginning of our businesses and I feel like I used to feel this way as well I felt like I had to create an image like I knew exactly what I was doing or like Mm. create this idea that it looked like I was so professional I was so on top of things and I feel like that idea of feeling like you have to have that level of perfection and professionalism and and know it all 
is what stops you from even taking the first steps of testing things out. And when you realize that actually everyone's just winging it <laughs> and nobody's got it figured out. And sometimes some of us nail it and some of us don't. And then we, you know, in revert works the other way around. That's just part of the process and that's how it is. So do not, yeah, not let, don't get out of your own way. Don't get it, let your ego lead. Mm. Oh, so good. Yeah. I think I, you know, so when um, I love like the, like the sense of community that you can feel when you come to your page and your like profile and just the, just the sheer, like the, the, the raw honesty and vulnerability that you bring um, kind of like unfiltered expression and just like not hiding anything, not hiding, you know, maybe the parts of us that don't feel good enough to sort of like show up online, like you say, of just not having it um, like worked out or figured out. Like I think, yeah, when I think of people who've created like a really engaged community um, and that feels really good to me, you are like one of the first people that kind of comes to my mind. So um yeah like what what Thank how you. what do you think kind of um how have you done that over the years um because I really see you as like um yeah as an expander in that sense one of the fastest ways to get through shame blocks and you know like if if we carry shame around something and it means that we're hiding and we're not able to move forward is to speak to that shame yeah and something that I noticed when I first started my business or like a few years in was that I carried a lot of shame around you know my imperfections so to speak I mean you know I had a psychology degree but I wasn't a psychologist because I wasn't a creditor I didn't have a PhD mm. um I worked for music festivals and I took lots of drugs and I like there were so many parts of me that didn't fit what society's standards told me were acceptable mm. and so I felt shame around that and I noticed that that shame blocked me from expanding and growing and evolving in my work and in my business and I want to like just make a little side note here that I think having and running a business and a brand is the most powerful personal development program you could ever put yourself on because it shines the light on all your shadows. Mm. And so when I realized that shame was like really blocking me from moving forward, I thought about the ways that we work through shame and the fastest way is to speak to it. And so I started speaking to the things that I was ashamed about, like my relationship with my mother, which is really difficult and like all of the different things and so I was able to transform it was literally like alchemy I was able to transform my shame into healing into vulnerability into sales wow yes incredible I actually remember reading one of your blog posts about your relationship with your mom and just thinking how powerfully written it had been and um even coming from somebody who's got like a good relationship with my mom like I still felt it like everything that you were kind of like you know saying on mm -hmm. such a deep level um and that was just yeah so 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 powerful um wow and you have the channel of the alchemist in your design which is yeah. amazing <laughs> <laughs> I love that I love that that's yeah that's so powerful so to just bring um it's almost like 
um how would you describe it like the am- the antidote to it is to just address it is to just yeah. speak to it and just to be vulnerable um yeah. and yeah go and on. I think that level of vulnerability is magnetizing because it's the, the truth is we all have stuff we mm. all have shame we all have fears we all have and when someone speaks to those things that we hold close and are scared to to show our hand to the world it frees us a little bit and it shows us that actually it's not such a bad thing because we're all going through our own our own stuff on different Mm. levels and different people have different things and the more we can share and speak to it the more we create a safe space in the world and healing and this is another thing that I love about now that I'm not a hippie and hate online (laughs) working (laughs) online like I love the online sphere because not only do we have a beautiful impact on our clients and customers and things, but we have this beautiful ripple effect on people who consume our content and might never buy anything, but we're yes. still making such a meaningful difference in our lives. Mm. And that is just as wonderful and, and fulfilling to me as the things that make, for example, sales or money. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that you might never meet that person or interact with them, but you know that in some way, like you've you've touched them. That's yeah. so powerful, and so powerful because you know in the past, like our our ability for our message to go as far and as wide was just never there. You know, yeah. like the way that information travels these days is just so 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 quick. So, um, yeah, that's such a good reminder, um, especially when you get you can get like fixated in your head around like um yeah like building and growing your business and you kind of like you know you want to you want to be sharing your work and your light and yet maybe sometimes it feels like you're not quite getting there but Mm -hmm. just to know that you are just by showing up and sharing Mm -hmm. um yeah that's I think that would be such a nice reminder for everyone who's listening um to feel into can I speak to that briefly just because it feels like it's a topic that's come up a few times this past week with some of my own um courses and and programs and there's this funny thing that I see and I've experienced myself which is probably why I can see it Mm. um where we have this deep desire and this yearning to be seen and witnessed and acknowledged and validated in our work and in what we offer and what we share and at the same time we're withholding some of it because we're terrified of being seen and witnessed and acknowledged (laughs) in that and so like to really get honest with ourselves Mm. with the desire that we have like yes actually I do want to be seen and witnessed and and validated and not like that's another shame thing oh I feel ashamed about the fact that I've I actually really desire to be seen Mm. and then to look at where you're withholding and holding back and see where you you know within your own boundaries of course like I would never believe in overstretching beyond what feels safe for you but giving people more value by showing them those parts that you feel terrified to share yeah yes yeah that's that's such medicine (laughs) amazing so um as a three five in human design you've probably I'm guessing you've had a life of like trial and error lots of experimentation been taken to different journeys gone there and come back and you know learn a lot through just experiences that you've had in life um how has that kind of 
will you speak to that in terms of how you run your business like the nature of trial and error and putting yourself out there and just what blocks that maybe you've personally experienced um how you've overcome them and just picked yourself back up again when things weren't working or maybe perhaps you've got examples of things that you've run into and then um yeah moved through will you share some of that with us Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some really good examples. I mean, I think I've had to come to a place where I've learned to accept failure as part of the journey mm-hmm. and and really reframe it or redefine it as not as failure, but as part of the stepping stones, like some of the stepping stones move you backwards instead yes. of forwards and, and to be okay with that. And something that's been really really profoundly helpful it, with that is a belief that I believe all of us who work in personal development spirituality and and growth and like just human connection type work are channels for a larger message that moves through us and so mm. I really take away from I take away from this sense of like this it's all it's about me and rather I make it it's about what's coming through me and it's I'm like the pen and so yes I love that it's tricky because I have to experiment with everything because even when someone tells me oh this works I'm like okay well let's see if it works for me (laughs) because it works for you doesn't mean it works for me and I have to literally test everything all the time and some of the things will work and some of them don't. And just being able to let go of the things that don't work really quickly is yes. really, really helpful and valuable. Like like that didn't work next, doesn't mm. work next. And not being attached to it. Yes, I love that. Because like the third line, you know, in human design, we we liken it to the stairs in a house. Just exactly what you were saying. It's like maybe some like a few steps forward and then we can kind of fall down. And sometimes I see with third lines a tendency to just like want to burn it all down and like, you know, like start from the beginning. But what you've said there about it just those, you know, air quote failures of like are actually the steps towards your development the progression mm-hmm. like the broader mm-hmm. message and the um and just to see that as as part of the whole picture as opposed to like this hasn't worked out why hasn't this worked out and mm-hmm. um yeah and I find like with somebody with so much like individual energy in your chart like being told what to do it's it's meant it's like for you it's meant to be that you are deaf to like the <laughs> you're deaf to people some way because the purpose is is meant to be innovative and you know of of individual energy it's like innovative bringing new stuff towards us so if we're constantly listening to influences from the outside like how do we bring our mutation our creative our you know the, the new things you know yeah. um and yeah it sounds like I'm, I'm kind of just inferring from what you were saying of just like having spoken to people who maybe have shown you like their way working that it's not necessarily going to work for you because frankly like you weren't designed to kind of operate in that way of just like work like following what others have done but just mm-hmm. to bring something new to us mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's also something that I sometimes struggle with like I love learning I read a lot and every now and then I invest in courses and I have to say I, I invested in three courses this year and the most expensive one was about two grand and the least expensive one was like around I don't know like 400 pounds and I got the most out of the cheapest one Mm. and literally zero out of the most expensive one because I realized that everything that she was teaching 
I'd already was experimenting with by myself and she, she couldn't she like I guess and this is I feel I feel really challenged by this and don't have a complete answer for it because I mm-hmm. guess I'm still working through it yeah like there's a part of me I love learning but there's a part of me that's like you sh- I should invest in like mentors and people who can teach me things because there's lots of people who are doing lots of amazing things in the world and I can learn from them but I have to admit that maybe because of this experiment uh, having to learn through experience part mm-hmm. of me that rarely works for me yeah and having to give up on that idea and maybe just to stick with books and to stick with like the information that comes to me naturally rather than seeking out and looking for these teachers and mentors unless it really feels meaningful it's something that I need to just accept about myself instead of being like no you have to learn from other people and be like yeah. no, maybe you just that's just not your path definitely yeah I think and that would be so liberating for some people to hear because I think sometimes we do feel pressured to there is a narrative in the coaching industry I think that speaks to us if we want to move forward we have to you know if we're coaching we need to have a coach and if we yeah if we want to make those quantum leaps you know that that we have to um yeah be investing in ourselves and investing a lot of money as well like that's like the the picture that's sometimes painted I think Mm. um and yeah as somebody who for me yeah when I think about you I think of like innovation transformation like taking people on like showing us new ways of doing things Mm. that's not gonna happen if we are just seeing what else is working for other people like that's not really part of your purpose here mm-hmm. um so yeah like it can be I think liberating for people to realize that like you don't have to um like you were saying take your inspiration from from other sources mm-hmm. I want to quickly um, speak to the thing that you said about like maybe three fives like the idea of wanting to just burn everything down and start again <laughs> yeah I, I want to speak to it only yeah. because I probably get that feeling about three times a year mm-hmm. <laughs> where I'm like I just don't even care everything like you go in the bin I just want to burn it all down <laughs> and I recognize that that fire that I feel is just a the fuel for reinvention and that mm. I don't have to burn anything down to reinvent. I can rather do like this almost energetic draw a line in the sand of like, this is what happened up until now. And from now on, I'm doing this other thing in this new way. And that means I don't have to burn anything down because like what I've created up to now is also a beautiful foundation structure that's supportive for whatever I want to create next. But I just like, I do get that feeling mm. and I reconcile it by sort of being like, okay, this is, this is the end of this. And this is the new beginning of something else. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Just that visual of like drawing a line in the sand and yeah. Letting go of whatever that past chapter was, like you were mm. saying. Um, yeah. That's incredible. I love that. And just, yeah, again, such permission for people to do that. Just like, it doesn't have to be burnt down. We don't, you know, we can yeah let's talk maybe about like pivoting and because I think MGs do that really effortlessly but then sometimes can hold um like can kind of question themselves when they've like Mm -hmm. you know they move through things very quickly and um I think sometimes that can bring up a bit of shame around like you can't stick to anything or when actually it's just like part of their nature to move quickly and to learn quickly and get the skill and you know move on and um yeah so talk to me about like kind of pivoting or how how that's maybe shown up for you um or what would you say to people who are moving through it Mm. 
I love pivoting. (laughs) (laughs) I think it keeps things interesting and exciting. So I think there's something really important and valuable in remembering that while you might pivot, what remains the same is you. And so Mm. there's always a central theme or energy or vibration or even brand that remains the same, which is you. Yes. You will always carry this essence of who you are through everything you do. And so that creates brand consistency and integrity Mm -hmm. in my mind, because people will always just get me and I am as authentic and vulnerable as I can be all the time. Mm. Yes, I feel that. And... And in that, I am allowed to then share expressions of different things that interest me as they interest me. And so it's something, and it kind of comes back to what we were saying earlier about like being an experimenter and, and having to learn and evolve through this uh, testing life and experiences. That's exactly how I teach as well. So I'll go through a really strong life experience, gather all these learnings, and then teach them. Yeah. And it's part of my process. I'm like, okay, maybe I pivot. But actually, now I'm just like, look, this is the umbrella. I teach about whatever comes through for me because that's what I'm moving through and that's what I'm learning. And then the gift I have is to pass it on to the world. Yes, yes. Yeah, that is exactly the embodiment of that third line, a three, five profile that you have the experience. And then the fifth line is universalizing, like sharing that um like the wisdom that they've gained from their experimentation sharing the message kind of like mm-hmm. far and wide um so yeah that just sounds completely like what you should be doing in terms of your design and just the most natural way for you to kind of move move through life um and fifth lines i see they receive like projections um when it comes to like people's expectations or you know sometimes they're seen as like the leader or um the problem solver and you know we kind of can project onto them that they are going to be the person that solves our problem or helps heal us or um you know is going to be like the savior Mm. so do you have you like what's your experience of like projections yeah (laughs) it's such a juicy topic I really love it um Fortunately, because I studied psychology and we work so much with projections and um, that kind of work with with psychotherapy clients, I was well versed in how to handle that. And so from the beginning, I was very clear on what projections look and felt like. Mm. And I have very, very strong boundaries around not Mm. taking that stuff on because I know it's not me. And so when I notice that there's a projection, I immediately send it back to them where I'll I'll just name it. I'll be like, I see that this is what you're thinking and feeling. Yeah. And just I want you to remember that this is yours and not mine. So Mm. how are you going to handle it? Wow. Yeah. So so powerful. It's a strong lesson. And I feel like I don't know how different people I had to train myself many years ago to discern the difference between when something was a projection and when it was mine because I think when you don't have that discernment you just assume everything is yours and then you try and work it through yourself yes and try and fix whatever that thing is even though it might not be yours Mm. and so what I've come to realize to distinguish the difference because of course we have our own stuff as well when it's my stuff It feels familiar and it feels quite intimate. Like this thing that I'm working through, it feels familiar and it feels intimate. And there's this sort of like 
a sense of like, I, I know this, this thing that I'm moving through. When it's someone else's, it feels foreign, it feels brash and it feels quite aggressive and it feels more like I'm being pummeled by that information. It doesn't have the same softness or intimacy as my own stuff does. Wow. And so I can tell the difference by the way it lands with me and feels. And so I'll literally like if I'm in a room of people, I look around the room and be like, whose is it? I can like literally like look at a person and find who it is and and pinpoint it. And maybe it's not appropriate to address it in that. Space, <laughs> but, but in like in a working space, if I'm with clients or when I'm with a group, I'll address it immediately. Wow. So, for example, uh, and a projection that I've experienced recently is. Uh, I sometimes have a few older women in some of my programs. And when I say older, I mean like 50 plus. Okay. And I noticed that a lot of those women have very few boundaries because I think because of their upbringing and their generation and their lives, they learn to give away so much to their families and to their loved ones and had very little boundaries around how much they give and gave mm. and then have this expectation that they will receive as much as they give back from those around them. And mm. so I notice sometimes with me as like from a, in a leadership position, they, they want a lot from me because they've given so much right. that they have that desire to receive so much. And this is a place where I like projections come in. I'm like, actually, I see you and I see what you're asking for. And it's not my job. Wow. So how are you going to meet your needs here? That's so so powerful, so powerful, yeah. And I think that is just an important part of being a leader, a business owner, a you know, um, a woman in business. Um, yeah, to be able to witness what that is, to and to manage it like gracefully, um, as well. Um, and how has that been received? Like how, what you know, has has. Yeah. Fortunately, I work in women's personal growth. So, so usually <laughs> yes. they're like, oh, wow, okay. And they learn something really, really transformative and big for them. So, mm. most of the time, it's like there's this recognition and this ownership, and then there's self responsibility and growth happens, which is always a beautiful thing. Um, of course, sometimes the projection is so deeply subconscious for that person, they can't receive that information. Yeah. And that's fine. Like, it's not my business. Mm. And if they're not ready to look at that, that's also not my business. Yeah. So, so that, you know, they're going to face that if and when they're ready for that. And we just have to let it go. But then we also need to have really strong boundaries as leaders, as business owners around what we're mm. willing to accept and what we're available for. So I'm just not available for, for some of those things. Yes. And yeah. I can tell people that like I'm not available for direct text messages ever or like, you know, all sorts of weird things that sometimes happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we've been there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So having strong boundaries and like making it crystal. I always say to fifth ones, like to be incredibly like, yeah, strong in your boundaries and um know that yeah people will project onto you and that it's like super clear what's involved in the program what's not involved like you know um what you're available for what you aren't available for because um yeah sometimes you know that's like the heretic part of it it's like we can get 
burn at the stake maybe if we say yes to something that actually we aren't able to fulfill or mm. um yeah people don't feel like we fulfilled their you know sense of hope or, or like expectation that they had of us so um yeah that's so powerful to hear thanks for like that reminder I think for everyone who's listening as well already I think it's also a really beautiful powerful opportunity for us to heal that part of ourselves Mm. I live because I'm just telling you a story of someone who's been on a journey to come to the point where she can do have these boundaries and have these conversations it wasn't always like that yes you know? and the only reason I had to learn it was because it wasn't always like that and I have been burned and I have had those challenges and I have had those misunderstandings and I have felt really bad because yeah. I've been projected on and I've taken on someone's stuff and then not been able to fix it and then they're disappointed and I'm disappointed and we're yeah. all like what is happening here yeah so yeah. I can only tell the story of where I'm at now because I've been on the other Throw side it. as well yeah yeah, yeah. amazing <laughs> I think it's really important to remember like when you're looking from the outside you said something really lovely about how three fives are able to pivot so gracefully and things like that and I know from the outside it looks like that but I promise you on the inside it looks like a <laughs> freaking mess full of insecurities and self-doubt and all of the stuff that comes with it and yet we still do it because it's kind of like it's this or die yes yes <laughs> oh my gosh yes yeah because it feels incongruent in the body to like stay still and to like not yeah not keep yeah. kind of move. I think that's so amplified in your chart because you're an MG and you have the three five it's like a kind of double whammy of that sort of energy as well um yeah. so being yeah aware of that and just not letting it limit us um so what why do you think like people are drawn to work with you what do you think like they see in you that um I think there's a few things I think there's this I imbue this sense of freedom and limitlessness that's mm. attractive they're like oh like so much is possible what if I gave myself permission to play in that realm a little bit and then I think there's also the part of me like I'm very very human and I share that and that part is also attractive like yes so she she's human she gets her heart broken she makes mistakes she doesn't get things right she has really down days she and good days and like she shares and celebrates the highs and the lows and she speaks to them maybe not always straight away and that and this and alongside that is like this is the invitation to be a part of my life journey yeah and and to journey alongside me and that creates this sense of that's what creates such a strong sense of community and and um, belongingness in a way because like we're on the journey together side by side and sometimes we go through similar stuff and sometimes we don't but we can relate to each other along those terms yes yeah and you can just feel that in your work and in your presence and um yeah that there is just this open invitation um of like come yeah come come and join me and like this is possible for you as well um and just the way that you know you are like I've always been drawn to the way that you travel and move and have like just sit, I think like see the beauty in life you know um that's really that's yeah that's really powerful but then also admitting as well I remember reading something you wrote recently around just accepting the fact that you are moody by nature yeah I love that 
<laughs> I absolutely love that. <laughs> and it kind of takes us back towards that piece at the beginning around shame and vulnerability. I don't think I really realized I was that I'm a moody person or maybe like I didn't allow myself to acknowledge it because I at some point I thought that to be likable I have to be like a not moody person the same all the time and once I really embraced that and I a large part of my work is really embracing the shadow parts of ourselves and I think for everyone the more we embrace the parts of ourselves that we might deem negative in some way the more whole and self-acceptance we experience and the more peace we feel and I was like oh my god I'm a freaking moody person like <laughs> I make decisions based on my moods all the time because I can be the sweetest kindest person to someone on one day but if I'm in a shitty mood because of something that doesn't have anything to do with them I can be really mean to them too mm. and realizing that about myself and being like okay yep witnessing that embracing it holding myself to it being responsible mm. for it also acknowledging it and sharing it with the world so they know amazing, <laughs> amazing. yes yeah and what like a relief you know just um like an exhale to be able to like see that within ourselves witness it and just be okay with that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> amazing oh this has been so lovely to chat with you thank you so so much for coming to speak and just yeah be in conversation with me I feel like hopefully people will take away so much from hearing from you and um yeah, would you just answer these kind of short, like, well, I'm just going to ask you one question, actually. What do you <laughs> think, um, what are the core components of creating a, like, a standout personal brand, do you think, in this day and age online? Mm -hmm. I feel like I want to give a really substantive answer, which is be yourself. But maybe on a deeper level, it's, recognize the parts of yourself that make you different and allow yourself to amplify them mm. and maybe that's also the parts that you're ashamed of maybe it's the parts that we feel like we need to hide that are the parts that actually make us shine yeah like your mess they say your mess is your message yes exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah. brilliant yeah that's such a nice reminder just to embrace those darker parts and yeah that's where perhaps we'll end up or the light will shine yeah. yeah amazing oh thank you so so much for being here with me thank you for your time I really appreciate it and um do you want to share just like how people can work with you what you're yeah what you're putting out into the world currently Likewise, thank you so much for having me. And yes, I mean, the best way is either my website, which is the, the or Instagram, also the Maria. I am still deciding what I'm creating next. Mm. <laughs> so I have time for one more live class to run in November this year and and amongst my community and I were working out what we want to do together like this is like I always do collaborative things I'm like what do you want what can we can we teach on and learn on so good and that's really fun for me aside from that I run every year I run a the mentor training program where I actually teach people how to be really emotionally intelligent embodied mentors so my 
big vision is to take people who have these amazing somatic and embodiment practices and then infuse them with the psychology piece so that the two go hand in hand because that's what I see the future to be because we need the both as I said at the beginning yes um and and we'll see like you know I'm a three five I'm gonna experiment <laughs> and then I'm gonna come up with something else that I'm gonna create <laughs> oh so good so good oh thank you so much my love <laughs> Thank you, likewise. <laughs>